live from the Cotton Field Internship Program of the Civil War. This is the award-winning stamp show here today. If you can dream it, we can collect it. Brought to you by the Southern Nevada Philatelic Research Center, a nonprofit 501c3 corporation for the advancement of philately. You can support this witless tosh by joining the Stamp Show Here Today community. The cost is only $10 for a lifetime membership. Listen to the end credits for more information on joining. This is Cash. This is Mark. This is Sean. This is Don. Cash? <clears throat> yes? Cotton pickers? Yeah. Uh, he, he, very, very few people are very aware of the history of the South, but a lot of the slaves, when there were, there was a, you know, the slaves were all free, but the unpaid internships, they persisted, and they're actually legal today. You can, you can be yeah. an unturn, in, in, unpaid intern. My mother was. Oh. Yeah. Was she picking cotton? Yes, she was. Oh. She definitely was. My cotton picking ma. <laughs> a shout out to Aaliyah Miller in the Ukraine. Uh, just an interesting story and an odd story and something I sort of wanted to share. She sent us to identify a bunch of pre-revolution Russian stamps. And I was, you know, I wrote her back and I said, you know, nothing really valuable. They're worth between 25 cents and a dollar each, except that the Russian stamp market right now is having some difficulties because uh, all the Russian buyers uh, aren't buying for some reason. <laughs> and uh, it's probably because, you know, we're they're at war with their, the rest of the world. The stamps you sent are worth maybe a couple of dollars. But the postage that you're getting in the mail right now, if you get like any advertising, you know, repair your damaged windows <laughs> from the war and it's got a Ukrainian, that's all valuable. And so don't look for these Russian stamps or Ukrainian stamps because you're in the Ukraine. Um, you know, just take your junk mail and throw it in a box if it has a stamp on it. That stuff's valuable. Yeah, save all your correspondence and all your neighbor's correspondence. Yeah, exactly. Well, I saw on eBay sell, you know, the uh, ship stamp where the Russian ship got sunk and the Ukrainian soldiers uh, giving the middle finger to it. Mm-hmm. I love that stamp. One of those uncovered. And the cache is just a rubber stamp cache. It says, pray for victory. Um... No, pray for peace. I'm sorry, pray for peace. <clears throat> Sold on eBay for fifty bucks. So, how many of those could you make? I mean, literally as many as you can make. <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> it, it's nothing. So, uh, you know, the Ukraine is actually a very, very poor country. Um, people there, uh, the average wage over a year is less than ten thousand dollars a year. So, you know, finding a hundred bucks worth of stamps is, you know, pretty damn good. Well, if you can make two covers <laughs> that sell for a hundred dollars, you don't even have to search. You just have to go to the post office, buy the stamps, put them on an envelope and make sure that the cover looks nice. So anyway, that's a shout out to Aaliyah Miller. I hope she's doing well. I wrote her back and asked where she is because I don't know if she's in Eastern, Western, whether she's in the Donbass, whether she's homeless or whatever. 
Um, so, uh, shout out to you. <clears throat> yeah, and save the envelope that uh, Cash mailed. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, uh, Scott's not with us today because he had to go off to a chiropractor. So, the only person here at the table who has been to Chicago PAX is Mark. Yeah. So, he's going to give us the report. Representing. Ah. Well, Chicago was very cold. Uh, but fortunately, I, uh, the only time I was exposed to the weather was when I got there at the airport and then when I left from the cab going home. But I stayed in the hotel the, the entire time. Uh, but Chicago Bex was great. I had a great time. I spent like uh, almost $6,000 with a few different dealers and, uh, and bought a bunch of great stamps. It was, it was very exciting. Well, first of all, was it, uh, how was it laid out? Second of all, what did you buy? And third of all... Overall, how was the market? How was the atmosphere? Stuff like that. Okay. Well, the uh, Chicago Pex is in, is, is in the Western Hotel in Itasca. And um, the Bourse area was divided into two different rooms. Um, there was a room for, I believe, for a, a d- exhibits, which I never even saw. Um, and then, of course, uh, meeting rooms and so forth. There were, there were um, uh, presentations that were being done, but I, I never saw any of them. I was I spent my entire time... Uh, from the op- show opening to show close on the on the uh, Boris area, mm. um, it was very busy Friday, um, and, and all the dealers were commenting that uh, that you know basically Chicago's back, you know the way it used to be. Um, it was uh, it was it was really good. The uh, Saturday was um, uh, was a little bit slower than Friday, uh, but there was still a lot of activity, and then Sunday was kind of dead. That's so. kind of normal. So what'd you get? Um, well, I bought, uh, I bought some great stamps, uh, and there was one, uh, uh, stamp that I bought. It was an orange stamp, um, a six cent, uh, Washington head that had a PSE certificate, but it was, uh, it was sulfurized. It was sulfurized around the edges and the PSE certificate noted that. And it was, so it was graded lower, uh, graded to a 90. Um, and I bought it at the, at the 90 price. But because I am a listener of this podcast, <laughs> I have the magical screen <laughs> that uh, that that Cash uh, uh, cut out from building materials, and uh, <laughs> and I am turning this stamp. I I think it may grade to a hundred. Oh wow! <laughs> because it was a ninety before it was it was marked down for the sulfurization. So um, and just as a note, this is a orange stamp it's kind of a light orange so when it sulfurates it turns into a yellowish brown yeah yeah like sort of blackish around the around just around the edges but i've already exposed it a few times and um and it's it's the sulfurization is all but gone now Mm. and then i'll be submitting it but uh but yeah that was uh that was a great find but uh there was there were there were dealers there that um that I, i i that I intended to see and couldn't because I just ran out of time. Well, good. So, so what did you, so what did you buy? I bought uh, other than that, yeah, 125 single stamps. No, oh, is okay. what I bought. So I mostly uh, look for high quality stamps and uh, and uh, of course I, I'm I'm not going to know what how I really did until after I submit them and. Uh, and and get them graded. So, so how is the, but how is the market? It was the uh, price level that you were paying higher, normal, or lower than usual? Uh, the dealers that I bought from were not shy about asking <laughs> high prices for the stamps that I bought. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, so I had to be real careful. Um, uh, but uh, 
but man, they had the goods. You yeah. know, they they really had the goods. I I, I bought some stuff from my collection that I think um, uh, is probably um, going to end up being among the top. You know, five in in the SMQ. I think. Wow. So um, so yeah, I, I I paid a lot for them, but I, I think they're really gonna. I think they're really going to be nice. Well, we have Sean here today, who is my son, who is also a junior member of the APS. And are you a member of the Junior Philatelist yet? Or no, not yet, not yet. Okay, uh, and uh, so he'll be calling in and doing that. But uh, I wanted him to talk about because he is a brand new buyer of stamps, and to uh, talk about what he's learned over about the last six months of buying stamps. <laughs> So, you know, you can get, like, single stamps from dealers, but usually they're not incredible because you have to know more than the dealer for that. And I just started off, so I don't know everything about every stamp. But I usually get boxes because they have a lot of items that are in my price range because I sell on eBay. So as long as it's a, above 250 I can sell it. And boxes will have a whole bunch of that kind of stuff. But, I mean, it's not impossible. As long as you have SMQ or not SMQs, uh, Scott's catalogs because... I mean, if you can read, like, Magyar Republic is hungry. So now you just flip to Hungary inside the Scott's catalog. Oh, it's a, you know, $5 catalog. And put it at half, put it on eBay, wait for it to sell. And that's the story of my life. <laughs> <laughs> well, tell how old are you first? I'm 16. So uh, you don't have, like, thousands of dollars to spend at Chicago Packs. Yeah. So what, what are you buying and, who, you know, who are you working with and stuff like that? Well, I buy a majority of my stuff from Ray Martin, and he gives me a nice box of stuff uh, every couple months. And I just sort through that. Again, you know, Magyar Republic stamp, go into Scott's catalog, see what, how much a catalog's put up on eBay. But I also work for Ron Dorr. So, and I work for him, and he gives me really good prices on stamp, on single stamps. But I, I usually go for, like, quick sells, like uh, British Commonwealth, or especially, like, Queen Victoria. And then I sit on India, because I, I mean, it's, sitting on India is just what to do with it. Just like the British did for a couple hundred years. <laughs> <laughs> and that's, that's a bulk of my stuff on eBay. I mean, I also get, because I'm... I'm like 16. A lot of people give me free stuff because that's very kind of them. And I put that stuff up. But the bulk of my stuff is from boxes. And then the more valuable stuff is usually stamps I, I buy. And they're, you know, quick sells and I get a discount on them. So thank you, Ron. Yeah. Well, the thing is that the dealers, um, you know, as you start to go to shows and stuff, you, you get recognized. And people, uh, the dealers get an idea of what it is you're looking for. Um, and so especially in the on the... Um, when you're talking about the lower end market of stamps, you know, in the in the in the three dollar to twenty dollar range, um, a lot of dealers aren't going to really bother with that kind of stuff. Uh, but they'd be happy to throw a bunch of stuff in a box, and if they know you're going to be at the show, they'll say, "Hey, you know, I'll sell you this box," you know, and it's like, you know, maybe a ten percent of catalog or something like that. But um, but they they would see you as a conduit to get rid of stuff that they might otherwise you know, have to throw into an auction and, uh, and hope for the best. That's exactly what I get from Ray. He'll, he'll like, I mean, he, his bottom line is like, you know, $50 catalog. And so anything below that, he throws it to a box and gives it to me because, well, he knows that I can sell it. But I mean, him, it's just not worth his time or his effort. So, but yeah. it's definitely worth my time and effort. I mean. <laughs> oh, sure. It's, it's a, it, it is an avenue to mine uh, on your end because um, not a lot of people are going to shows 
uh, anymore. A lot of people are just buying on the internet, um, and that's convenient for them. But uh, but the advantage to you is by going to these shows, um, you know, you, you can you know you can make deals with the dealers and and you know let them know what you're looking for, and uh, and I think you've got an advantage there. I do. Yep, that's how I got started way, way back when, except I didn't have the internet to fall back on. I had to put it in APS sales books, and uh, you'd put a book together, and you'd price it, you know, 70, 144 stamps, and it would be worth like $75. You did and, your accounting with a clay tablet. Yes, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then it would circulate for two years. Right. <laughs> <laughs> And then about two years and six months later, you would get whatever didn't sell and a check. So this was like, this was, <laughs> the internet is uh, much better than you APS sales books. Although they still do a very active APS sales uh, business. Um, it's mostly, though, going to stamp clubs because you can ship a stamp club like 20 books and 25 people will look at them. Yeah. Whereas if you send it to a person, you know, you'll send five uh, five books and only one person will be looking at it. Uh, another thing I do that, well, I think it's quite lucrative is just going to dollar boxes and then just looking for the dollar covers. Because, I mean, like <laughs> somebody will easily overlook the top left hand corner. It says like from Rhineland to United States or like Occup Ally Occupied Rhineland. That's an actual cover I found. And I mean, that's easily a $20 cover and it's in a $1 box. So, you know. That's quite a bit of money more. Yeah, but even seasoned dealers are going through the dollar boxes. <laughs> yes, yes, they are. Yes, they I know are. because so I mean that's twenty times your money. It's crazy. So I also try to do that a lot because I mean again quite lucrative. Well, a lot of the, it's like that uh, Japanese postcard you have. Yeah. Why don't you talk about that for just a second? So I have a Japanese postcard, and I I don't know what it says, but my friend uh, reads and is literate in Japanese, so I'm sending it to him, and like I hope it says you know. Hi, Hirohito. I'm back from holiday. And <laughs> I wanted to... Oh, man. Korea is so nice this time of year. <laughs> so... Yes. Well, I believe uh, uh, there's... You can take a uh, photo of the of the text with your phone, and there are apps that will that will translate it for you. I think uh, maybe Google does. Yeah, Google Translate should be able to mm -hmm. do that. Well, yeah, but he has an actual person that'll do it. I know. And he also <clears throat> knows history. And he, Well, he's also Japanese, so it's like, oh, I know that town. It's over and blah, 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 and it's, you know. Yeah, will the computer do that? Right, yeah. So you can say, <laughs> I have on a good authority that this cover. <laughs> well, that's one of the things that I enjoy. And, you know, we've talked about it before, is going through the dollar cover boxes and just picking out things that, I know the well, a lot of them is, you know, I want it, so I buy it for myself. And then the other stuff is I enjoy the history. And one of the things that I very much enjoy, and I sell my duplicates and my triplicates, and sometimes more than triplicates, because, you know, you find these things in batches, is the temperance movement and the anti-saloon league stuff. And, uh, like, I went to one person, and he had... Uh, ASL return address with a little note on it about a Christian association. And you go, hmm, that's uh, anti-saloon league. And there were like 10 of them, and they were like 50 cents each. And so I took them, and I kept the best ones for myself and sold the other ones on eBay for like 10 bucks each. Hmm. Uh, and I have live update on the postcard. It says, Happy New Year. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> Well... 
From Chicago Packs, I'd like to give a shout out to Robert W. from Delava, Wisconsin. Congratulations, sir. You were caught with $13,000 of stolen stamps. And I am so glad that you got caught. I hope that more people uh, like you. Um, that was from Chicago Packs, but a person had $13,000 of stolen stamps. Huh. And he got caught. Wow. That, that's, that's a nice one. So uh, here's the last thing that we were going to talk about, I guess. I got this in the mail. This was mailed to me. So I'm going to give it to Mark because you haven't seen it yet. Hmm. <laughs> Looks like it's got 210. And it's a, uh, a stamp can- cancellation created in 1883, the only one known to exist. And I'm looking at a, uh, a segmented cork cancel. Um, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm not overly impressed <laughs> with nope. the uh, with the research done on this stamp. <laughs> no, nope, yeah, I've seen it. Yeah, it's like uh, no. It's a, it's uh number two ten. It's a highly faulty. Yeah, yeah. Number two ten. Very faulty. Bad perfs on every single side. There isn't a side that has a good perf on it. Uh, segmented, but it's uh, you know, and the person sent it to me with his uh, email address and everything. I'm sure he wants to sell it, yeah. and and we're the big guys in the market. And that was just sort of a thing that sort of goes back to Leah Miller in the Ukraine. People are looking for stamps instead of looking for the history, because looking for stamps is hard. Because rare stamps are rare. Scarce stamps are scarce. If they were common, everybody would have them and they'd be common. So you're looking for something that's really, really super hard to find. Whereas you can go out and find stuff contemporary that's very valuable. Like, um, so on January 6th, when the riots were happening, I got some covers canceled in Washington, D.C., just ask, you know, the person put six, uh, mainly six letters. And then I sent them through my uh, printer and put caches on them. And so I have the day democracy died in America. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, these are cool little interesting covers. You know, in hindsight, you know, January 6th didn't really mean anything, but it might have. Uh-huh. And uh, I have some nice conversation pieces. Yeah, because well, you have a photo of the guy with the uh, with the Viking hat, oh. you know, standing in the well of Congress. Hey, I have a, a printer. I, I can <laughs> I can put that cachet on immediately. <laughs> I can put whatever cachet I want on these things. But you know, just look around and like Aaliyah, you know, get your junk mail instead of throwing it in the trash. Throw it on eBay. Yeah. And uh, uh, this fellow here who found this two cent, uh, we get here at PSE people walking in all the time from storage units. I found a stamp collection in a storage unit. It's like, well, if the person abandoned it, it probably doesn't have a lot of value. And they understand that. But, you know, you have to double check it. Mm-hmm. And, uh, eh, you know, has anybody ever found a good collection in a storage unit? I haven't seen it. Maybe they have, you know, actually there was a, uh, Pawn Stars and they came to PSE when we were in hunting or in, uh, 
No. Santa Ana. No, it was uh, Storage Wars, right? Oh, Storage sorry. Wars. Yeah. Sorry, you're right. It was Storage Wars. It was Dave, David Haster. Dave Haster? Yes. Dave Hester. Hester. Uh, the Yup guy. The guy who yells Yup. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> um, he had bought a collection. And uh, just, just to go through that real quick. Um, Steve Patella was the person because he contacted the storage wars, but they used our facility and our offices and they used everything of ours, <laughs> except they, they didn't use our personnel. And, uh, the producers said, you know, well, he, he said, you know, if all this stuff was good, it would be all be worth about 4,000 bucks, but it's all mildewed and it's all crap. Uh, it's worth a couple hundred dollars. And the producer said, uh, go with the four thousand dollars. <laughs> so, so then he went back and said, "I think this is worth four thousand dollars," and that's what made it onto the TV. <laughs> hi, Stephen. Oh, hi, Dave. Good to meet you. I'm at Professional Stamp Experts to see a professional stamp expert. Is it Stephen or Steve? Either one is fine today. I go by Stephen. My mom calls me Stephen. Okay, so Stephen, why do these stamps all come in envelopes? Well, this is probably material that the person didn't have time to work on, so in the box it goes for a rainy day. I want to look through these uh, plate blocks here, Dave. These came mostly from the 40s. They have the serial or what we call plate number on them. Oh, look at here. We got the presidential series. These were issued in 1938. If this was said 76 on the end, that's a $2,000 one. Well, you don't have it. This one will sell for about three bucks. This guy is short-tempered, focused, and annoying. I may just make a new friend today. This stamp here from Hawaii, Chiang Mai Pink Orchids. This is currently about a $20 item. This one here is about a $50 item. Here we go again. This is a, another $100 bill. The, you know, the contents of this envelope is about 60 bucks, and you have quite a few envelopes here. So, Steven, I'm hearing a lot of good things. I mean, we have full sheets here, we have blocks, we've got it all. Well, not all, but... These three boxes, my collection, what is it worth? You keep calling it a collection, and I call it an accumulation. <laughs> um, you have a lot of quantity, you have some interesting postal history. All in all, 4,200. You're kidding me. No <laughs> Sometimes bad guys do finish first. Yeah! Maybe you're holding out, you have another box in your van or something? No, no, no. Oh, man. So uh, if you look up uh, Storage Wars, um, uh, I don't know, probably Stamp Collection Storage Wars, you'll be able to see the episode. It's a pretty old episode because Storage Wars has been off the war, uh, off the air for... That was back in 2014. Yeah, exactly. We did that. So, uh, yeah, but... Even when something is found that's worth $4,000, it's not really found <laughs> worth $4,000. And they record it in my office, actually. Huh. Mm -hmm. The table you have there and everything, that's my table. That's where I used to sit. And were you, like, poking your head into the frame of the camera? No, they wouldn't let me. <laughs> it was interesting, though. It was a, maybe a 10-minute segment, maybe, probably less. Yeah. And they were there literally all day filming it. <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah. So we shut our office down for a full day so that they can record like a 10-minute segment. Do, do you know how much – can you ask how much they want to sell that stamp? Well, if they're selling the stamp, you know. Can you ask how much it is for? Like just go to the email? Yeah, but he, he sent – okay, so this is a 
piece of paper that was in an envelope that had a stamp on it. Hmm. So he paid 65 cents. And I, there's no way in the world that I would offer him 65 cents for this stamp. Yeah. So he's at a dead loss just from mailing it to me. But you should still ask. That'd be funny. $10,000. I've asked people like that before. Oh, I have a one cent Franklin stamp. Or the latest one is um, <clears throat> for some reason, and it must be something on the internet because that's what occurred with the one cent Franklin stamp. Um, there's a quadrifoil on German stamps. There's a quadrifoil watermark. And the normal watermark is a diamond. And a quadrifoil is sort of like a diamond, except instead of points, it's got rounded ends. So it sort of looks like an elongated four-leaf clover. And like the diamond watermark... Maybe catalog's 35 cents, but it's not worth it because there's a zillion of them, so it's like a nickel stamp. And the quadrifoil catalog's $18,000 because it's a really super rare stamp. So, of course, everybody assumes that they have the $18,000 stamp and not the one that is so incredibly common that they probably have two of them. Hmm. And so, like, this guy sent it to us, and... uh and the postal service, for some reason, is really slow right now. So uh, he hasn't gotten it back yet. But uh, he's going, well, where's my stamp? It's worth $18,000. And going, no, it's not worth $18,000. I mean, I, I watermarked it and immediately saw that it was not that watermark. <laughs> and then another person sent one on cover. And we identified it because the cover has, you know, cancels on it, what date it is. And we go, well, that's not the date that it was sent. You know, you're like six years too late. He goes, no, it's that stamp. It's that stamp. So, you know, we go, it's not. And you go, well, you're supposed to research it. And it's like, okay, fine. So <clears throat> what we did was we had him send it back and we literally lifted the stamp and then hinged it back in place. And so then you can look at it, you know, you can take it off by the hinge, watermark it and see it's not the right watermark. It's the 35 cent stamp, not the... $17,000 one. <clears throat> Anything else as my voice starts giving out? Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> then I guess we're done. Happy collecting. Happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving. We need your help. Nothing on the internet is free, including our phone and internet connections. So you can support the podcast by joining the Stamp Show Here Today Club. The cost is $10 for a lifetime membership. Please include your APS member number as we are an APS-affiliated club. Your support is greatly appreciated. Our brand new spanking address is 5965 Harrison Drive, Suite 6 in Las Vegas, Nevada, 89120. You left out the word glorious. Fabulous. <laughs> because you don't put that on the letter. Oh. Well, you could. You could, yeah. You could, yeah. Well, kids, that's all the time we have for today. I'd like to thank Sideshow Mel, Corporal Punishment, Tina Ballerina, oh, and from Not Landing, Miss Donna Mills. Oh, she was a sport. We've had lots and lots and lots and lots and lots of fun. But now the time has come to go. If this still clown was found dead in his bed tomorrow, I'd be in heaven still doing this show. See you some other time! <laughs> 
Stamp collecting happens when we dream together.